strive to show and spread the love of Jesus through our lives and our media. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. And that's exactly what we're about to do. With us today, we have a special guest. He attends Transylvania University. He's on the golf team. He played basketball his freshman year. Um, he's a man of God, leads their FCA every Thursday night, and he's just my dear friend, Harrison Lane. Thanks for having me on, D. Yes, sir, brother. Thanks for coming. Man, we actually met, me and Harrison met at Winter Recharge last year through FCA, and it was just a great weekend. Why don't you talk a little bit about that weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure we stayed up till about 2.30 playing cards down in the basement, but... Them danging KU girls. <laughs> They're good at camps. Uh, but yeah, we had a big time down there, um, or up there, I guess, in Indiana at the retreat for Winter Recharge, and that was just such a good weekend. I made so many good friends, you being one of them, and just getting to hang out um, and meet some new guys and, and start, a, start to build that community was just incredible, and... Uh, you've been a good friend of mine since then, and uh, it's been awesome to see how God's worked in our relationship, and now here we are on Not My Kingdom But His. It really is crazy how our relationship from that camp has still been so strong. So usually you meet camp friends, and it kind of dies off, but our little group just really has it. We're strong, and we still be hanging out. It's really amazing how God works. Another crazy story is that both of our moms happen to be from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, we met in, well, we, I guess we met in Indiana, but we both go to college in Lexington and to be talking and stuff and figure out both our parents are from, both our moms are from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they're in the same yearbook, I think, because you, you went home uh, with your mom one weekend and, or to her home, and I was like, Murfreesboro, what are you doing in Murfreesboro? And you're like, oh, this is where my mom's people are from. I was like, that's where my mom's people are from. And then she ended up, I remember going into her yearbook and, and finding my mom. So it's a small world. Real small world. It's crazy. One more just crazy story for you guys. My high school team, my junior year, was undefeated in basketball. Harrison played on his high school's team. And they gave us our first loss. What are the chances of that? You remember anything from that game? Yeah, so I remember uh, we had lost like two or three games in a row by, I mean, 20, 30 points. So, I mean, we were in the biggest slump of the year. And we're in warm-ups, and one of the Mercer County coaches said, Lane, you're a golfer. You're a golfer. <laughs> and so that, that may have motivated me a little bit. And I, I ended up having one of my better games. And we ended up uh, upsetting Mercer County. And handing them the first loss of the year. I think they were like 23, 24-0, and we came out, and, man, we, we played out of our minds and were able to get the win, but my Mercer County friends are still still bitter with me. Yeah, me and, and I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, man, uh, here at NMKBH, what we're really interested in is what is your God, when was your God moment? What did your moment look like when your relationship with Christ became real and personal for you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Um, so I grew up going to church. Um, my family did. And my seventh or eighth grade year, I went through confirmation um, in the Methodist church. And that was when I really accepted Christ on my own for the first time. Um, and I remember that whole year just really learning about who Jesus was and kind of getting getting down and dirty, if you will, like getting in the word and um, really learning how to seek him. And then High school came along, and I came, became pretty lukewarm with my faith. Um, still went to things like Young Life, still went to church, 
you know, every other Sunday, that sort of thing. But uh, my freshman year of college, I was sitting in the uh, cafeteria at Trancy, and one of my dad's uh, old basketball players who, d- who d- hadn't played anymore, but he came up to me and said, hey, Harrison, uh, we're starting Fellowship of Christian Athletes up next semester. I'd love for you to come to a meeting. And, you know, that, that meant a lot to me as a freshman um, because freshman year of college, you can go a lot of different ways, and there's a lot of different groups that you can um, join. And so I said, yeah, Tim, that'd be great. And so, you know, the next semester started, and the first FCA, he spoke, and I was just like, man, I really, really like your story. I love what you had to say. And he said, hey, why don't we start meeting, you know, once a week and just kind of talk about Jesus. And I said, well, yeah, that'd be great. So um, we still meet, you know, pretty regularly to this day, and that was, you know, three, four years ago. And so that was huge for me, and just like getting plugged in with FCA and having a guy who really wanted to just pour into me. I mean, that was a special moment and a special time for me. Yeah, that's amazing. Mentorship is so important. In the Bible, you can see Paul writes letters to guys like Timothy and stuff like that. And that's something just for us to know that we need to be seeking someone that's where we want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we do that with sports. We do that with our goal, with our career goals. We look at people who've already made it. But for some reason with faith, we don't always think that same way. I guess, and I don't want to say you make us, you never make it in faith, right? but right. you know, just to, just someone a little bit farther ahead and understanding, mm-hmm. and that's something we can all grow in, and then not only do we need to be looking for mentors, but also as we're growing, we need to be grabbing the next people and start mentoring down to them, don't mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely, and you know, that's one thing that Tim has challenged me with, um, you know, he's been discipling me for a few years, he said, all right, Harrison, now it's your turn, you gotta, you gotta return the favor to somebody else, because that's yeah, that's what it's all, all about, you know, therefore go make disciples of all nations. And so it can start right here on your college campus, in your community. You know, you don't have to go all over the world to make disciples. You know, your brother sitting next to you in class could be, I mean, could be a good place to start. And so that's a, that's a challenge that Tim's given to me. And, and I like what you said because that is, I mean, mentorship is huge. You know, not only having somebody mentor you, whether it's somebody older or somebody who's just a little bit farther along in their faith, um, I think that's, that's one of the major things for me that's been uh, great growing closer to Christ in my time at Trancy. What has some of the toughest challenges for you been either in high school or in college that kind of, because you said in high school you was lukewarm, Mm -hmm. kind of what got you there? Like what was pulling you in the other direction from Christ? Yeah, um, that's a good question. You know, I think I've always had a big heart for the Lord and I think a lot of the a lot of what it comes from is like who you surround yourself with and so um, in high school some of my friends were Christians but it wasn't you know we weren't like doing a Bible study or actively seeking him together but once I got to college um, and started hanging out with Tim and some of the FCA people that I met and and you and you know the rest of the UK gang um, and just being in that community I think that's been huge for me because you know we live in a society and a culture that's pulling you a bunch of different ways, but I, I knew from my roots of going to, growing up in the church and, um, you know, middle school, high school, and, and what my family has, has taught me about who Jesus is, is like, um, losing my train of thought, sorry. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, you know, it comes down to who you surround yourself with and where, um, and where your heart lies. My, my heart's always been with Jesus, especially since, you know, middle school when I gave my life to Christ. But, you know, society and culture is good at pulling you different ways. And so really being rooted in firm communities, I would say. 
you know, going back to the guy that you sent, Mentors D, that's one thing. I love because you said you talked about how the world will pull us every way, and they're bold in reaching out, trying to get you to come their way. Mm-hmm. And the way I think you said his name was Kim, that yeah. mm-hmm. the way he came and approached you and told you, I think we need to be more, we need to just have more courage and boldness to do that. Because mm-hmm. the world ain't scared to be like, hey, yo, come to this uh, concert with me. We about to get tea, <laughs> we about to smoke all this. They ain't, they ain't worried about that. Yeah. But then we be worried about telling people about Jesus, telling them they should come to this event with us because we don't like rejection, you know? Right. And it's like, we just got to gain boldness. And that comes from growing our faith with Christ and knowing that we're the messenger. We got to, Jesus is this, and we have the relationship, and the other people might have no clue who Jesus is. So we got to just come and show them and be the and be the light for the people who don't have a light. Absolutely. I love what you said there because, you know, ultimately we, we can't save people as much as we, we'd love to, you know. Only Jesus can do that. And so um, our role um, as his disciples is to lead others to him. Um, you know, our, our good buddy Aaron Hogue, a couple weeks ago at Winter Retards, he brought the heat like he always does, but um, he said, you know, we're in charge of delivering the mail. And because, you know, when you, when you drop off the mail at somebody's house, you have no control over whether they open it or not. But, but our role in the kingdom is to deliver that mail with the good message of Jesus, uh, what he's done for us and what he has in store for us. But, you know, we can't, ultimately, we can't force people to open it. Man, you're exactly right. We can't force people to open it. And that's something that we just have to understand. And that'll give us courage and boldness to be able to um, to reach out more people when we understand it's not on us to save them. We're just trying to tell them who Jesus is so that they know and then they can let Jesus into their life and change them. Now, as I said earlier, you know, you play golf. Kind of how has your relationship with Jesus impacted your golf career? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say definitely, you know, sports um, and in high school and even in my first year at Trinity, playing on the golf team and basketball team, you know, it's easy to find value in how things are going. And, you know, freshman year I came in, and I really wanted to play in the lineup, you know, for golf as everybody would, but I just, I mean, I was all over the place. Couldn't keep it in the fairway. <laughs> you know how that goes. Spending a lot of time in the trees, but. Uh, <laughs> you know, they call me Tiger Woods Jr. out there. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, man, I just really struggled freshman year. And, you know, I think I think Tim was strategically placed in my life by the Lord at that point because as I've gotten older, you know, now I'm a senior um, and leading, leading younger guys on the team, I've learned that while it is so important to work your tail off and, you know, to try to produce the best score that you can on the golf course, that ultimately doesn't define who you are as a person. And I would say, um, you know, in high school and even first year of college, I would kind of let my performance dictate how the rest of my day would go. And I think it's, you know, if there's one thing that I can encourage uh, any athlete who's listening out there is, you know, your identity should be in Christ because it doesn't matter if you shoot 68 or 168, he's going to love you just the same. Um, And my prayer the last year, last couple of years has just been that, you know, whatever happens out there on the course, I just pray that I would bring God glory through it um, because, as much as I want to control how well I do on the course, you know, it's not always as easy as it seems. And so, um, like, I had a really rough t- time last year in our national tournament. Um, and, you know, it was at our home, my home course, which is very rare for that to happen. And I really, really struggled. And it was hard on me for about a week. But I woke up and I said, Harrison, you know, 
you know, are you going to let this define who you are? Are you going to let this um, define your next month or year of golf? And I said, I'm not going to let it happen because um, as I've grown in Christ over the four years of college, I've learned that, you know, my identity is with him and not my golf score. Yeah, that's so, it's so huge to get to that point. And it frees you once you get to that point and understand that it's not your performance that defines you, you know, like it's really just your identity Christ. And it sounds so cliche and so many people say it, but it's so true. Like Jesus's opinion of you is the only opinion that matters. Like if people, people start acting some type of way because you're having a bad game, blah, 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 whoop-de-woo. It doesn't matter. Who you are in Christ is what matters. And that's what will last. He says only the things you do for him and his kingdom will last. And keep that in mind anytime you're doing anything, anything for this world, anything you're doing. Remember, the only things that matter and last are the things that you do for Jesus. Amen, brother. Yeah, I think, you know, and that doesn't just translate to, to sports, but, you know, to business or to the medical field or whatever, you know, us college kids are preparing for. A lot of us don't even know. But, you know, wherever you're going, um, just give it your all. Uh, Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And that's a verse that's really meant a lot to me the last couple of years because, you know, it doesn't matter if you're playing golf or basketball or studying. Um, you can bring God glory through that um, and, and how you reflect him to others. Yeah, I like what you just hit on because this is a totally different topic. We're not going to dive into it today. But, like, just because you love Jesus and stuff doesn't mean you have to, like, jump into ministry, you know. Mm -hmm. We need people in offices. We need people that are doctors. We need people that are teachers that just love Christ that are willing to love on everybody in their workforce, you know. It doesn't mean you have to come to uh, be the preacher of a church or anything. God will use you where you are. Like, if you're in school, like, everything you're doing, just be the light in that spot. Like, we need so many people just in, in their area of life showing Jesus' love to people that might never see it if it ain't for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, lo I love that you said that. If you could tell your young self anything that you've learned over these past few years what would you share with yourself um definitely man that you know following jesus is the best decision that you could ever make um but that doesn't always mean it's going to be easy you know just because you give your life to christ doesn't make it doesn't mean it's going to become any easier you're going to face trials i mean you're going to go through stuff that's hard um but you got to keep the faith and uh, i want to share a verse that uh, we had a Bible study the other day. It's in 1 Timothy 6, 11. Um, Paul is talking to Timothy. He says, But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all of these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. Um, and that's just, that's probably what I would tell myself. You know, pursue... Um, righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness because ultimately his way is the best way. You know, and there's been times in my life where I've thought, you know, Harrison's way is the best way, but it, it never really is. Um, and so when we truly are obedient with who Christ wants us to be, that's when we see, when, I, when I'm able to see the most fruit in my life. And, you know, like I said earlier, that doesn't mean, if I am living that way, it doesn't mean that life's going to get any easier. Um, but, I would much rather uh, follow Jesus. I heard one time that your that Jesus is more concerned with your character than your comfort. 
And so I really, I, I really clung on to that. And so, um, you know, c- character just being the way that he wants us to live. And so that, that's probably what I'd tell my younger self. Well, your younger self would be amazing off of that <laughs> information, brother. Um, thanks for coming on the show, man. This has been a great episode. I've learned some. Hope our listeners got a lot out of this. I'm sure they did, man. You got any last remarks? Oh, man, I just appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm super proud of you as, as a friend and a brother in Christ for what you're doing for the kingdom. Y'all get, go on there and get you a little T-shirt. I think mine's coming in the mail soon. I got me a blue one, so go on there and check it out. Uh, support my man, B. Uh, he's, he's doing awesome things for the Lord, and, uh, and I couldn't be more proud of him. I appreciate you, man. And in KBH family, that's another episode right there. We love you guys. Stay tuning in every Tuesday for a new episode. That's all we got today. NMKBH.